Hey, y'all. Hey, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Good morning. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Still the first part of the month. Oh my gosh. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How y'all doing this morning? Welcome. Ooh, I'm going to start sharing. Do me a favor. You start sharing as well so that um, we can get the devotional good out there into the hands, into the lives of everyone who needs it. I am sharing. Come on. Uh, uh, um. Oh my gosh, that's so many places to share. I'm sharing right now. <laughs> I need you to share as well. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Uh, thank you, Lord God. Good morning, Jojo. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you for grace. Thank you for mercy. Hey, Katina, good morning. Oh my God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I think I got to share. We ready? Oh my gosh. Okay, I think I got to share. Y'all ready? I'm ready. Let me make sure my head right. Y'all don't be leaving my head wrong this morning. Good morning, Nia. Good morning, my Renaissance grandma. Good morning, Masa. Good morning, Jerrica. Good morning, Kirby. Good morning, Carlos. Good morning, Shania. Good morning, Edie. Good morning, Debbie. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Sierra. Good morning, Sheree. Good morning, Katina. Good morning, Lexi. Hey, Yara. Hey. Uh, Kai, good morning. Good morning to Shannon. Good morning, Sonia. Good morning, uh, Miss Henry. Good morning, Lavenda, Shonda, Cindy, and Courtney. Thank you for sharing, Katina. You are faithful to share, and the kingdom appreciates you. Good morning, Tremaine. Good morning, uh, Jamika. Uh, good morning, Anitra. Good morning, Kim Yarley. Hey, Julia. Hey, Juju. Good morning, Malisha, Patrice, Michelle. Hey, Johnson boys, get up. Good morning. Oh, thank you, Asa. This is orange lip gloss this morning. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Stacy. Good morning. If you're new, hey, Cheryl Powell. If you are new, do me a favor. Drop. Um, drop your name down so that we can welcome you to the devotional this morning. Good morning, Nisi. Good morning, Patsy. Um, how y'all doing this morning? Oh, my gosh. We are getting ready to get in the word. Uh, let me flip something over in my Bible. I'm excited to be here. Um, if you fasted with us the last seven days, yesterday we completed our seventh day fast. And one of the things I want to tell you, sometimes if we've been praying and we were fasting and we were um, looking for, I don't know, so we were fasting and we were, hey, good morning. Good morning, Instagram. I didn't forget y'all. Good morning, Ned. Good morning, Felicia. Good morning, Shamana. Good morning, Mimi. How y'all doing? Good morning, Shanquita. Good morning. I want y'all to think I forgot y'all on Instagram this morning. Thank you, for Courtney, for tagging your people in. Hey, Vanessa Williams. Hey, Patsy. Um, yeah, thank you. Um, thank you, Boo Boo. Um, the funny thing, uh, the funny, uh, she is <laughs> still, thank you. So, um, the crazy part is, um, we are up, we are ready. Um, y'all are sharing the devotional. We're going to get in the word. We have just finished our, the last of our seventh day fast was yesterday. Um, I hope, um, something that the Lord gave you an answer, clarity, um, uh, one of my friends, the Lord gave her wisdom instruction for something in her business. And sometimes you don't get the answers or the clarity or the things you need or the strength until the fast is over, right? One of my friends got 
uh, instruction for her business and she acted in what God gave her and the instruction for her business and it produced more clients like it produced more clients so we were she was texting me yesterday going Lord I did exactly what the Lord told me to do when I did good morning auntie when I did exactly what the Lord told me to do what turned around and happened, it produced exactly what he said. So he was giving her wisdom for her business during this fast. And she followed the instructions. And once she followed the instructions, it opened up the door. You need to understand, because a lot of times we want prophecy or we want blessings, but God's prophetic word or God's um, God's expansion or increase always comes with instructions. And sometimes those instructions from God will pull you out your comfort zone, but it's for sure God. Like it's for sure God. God is always going to require something from you. It may not be something, hey, Pastor Mary Davis, but God is going to require something from you. And your job is to trust and to obey. We don't have to understand everything God is saying. As a parent to my children, sometimes I just tell them I've made this decision. Um, this is the decision I made. Like, this is the decision I made. And when they are like, what's up? I'm like, no, this is the decision I made. This is the decision that I had to make for us so that it could be well with us. And a level of trust is, Lord, I don't understand. Woo, come on. Lord, I don't understand what you're saying. Lord, I understand. I don't understand what you're asking me to do, but I know for sure this is where you want me. And I'm going to do exactly what you asked me to do. We did a ladies Bible study. We've done a ladies Bible study for the last few years. And the Lord gave me instructions to just focus on the prayer call in this season. I don't know why. But that's the instruction he gave. So instead of the Tuesday night, the emphasis went on Saturday because I, we were doing Tuesday morning and Tuesday night. I don't know. But can I tell you this, the power, good morning, Stasi. the power that shows up on that Saturday morning prayer call is beyond anything. You, Pastor Mary Davis said it best, instructions, expansion, increase. Ooh, come on. Instructions equal expansion and increase. And anytime you do what he tells you to do, I promise you, you're going to see the fruit of it. It may not all come at one time, but it will show up when it's supposed to show up. That's why it's obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience is better than, and I, I, I've said this and I'm going to say this a thousand times. Um, we have ways of doing things that we've done it that way for so long that we become married to it. And we don't even realize that God is pushing us into a new season, into a new place, bringing us into a new thing and wanting us to handle life differently. <laughs> that when I had, when I want to handle life differently, right? Handle life differently. And God is like, I need you to show up different or do things different in this season. But because you've never handled things that way in a season before, we're, we'll be reluctant. I was watching a clip the other day and the woman said, we're going to pray and get started. And the woman said, what if your anxiety, what if the anxiety you feel? Because when we are uncomfortable and God is trying to take us into new places. Yeah, Jessica, it is. And God is trying to take us into new places. Sometimes it will produce anxiety. And she was like, what if the anxiety is you feel is because you ain't never been in this space before? What if the anxiety you feel is because you ain't never had nobody love you like that before? 
What if the anxiety you feel is because God is stretching you and pushing you into a position and a place like for you to do something different and you to do more? What if the anxiety you feel um, is because um, you ain't never experienced these kind of people? Yeah, Malisha, if you're willing and obedient, you're going to eat the good and the fruit of the layer and the good fruit of the layer. So we can't count anxiety or fear as markers that we're not supposed to be here. Because God will elevate you to some some places that you'll feel un that you'll feel uncomfortable in. And when he does, it does not mean that it's not God. And so the fast is important to bring you clarity. The fast is important to bring you strength. The fast is important to bring you closer to God. So I got something for y'all this morning. God has been dealing with me, woke me up, um, and has been dealing with me about um, my new me. And I want him to deal with you today about your new you. And I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to give you this verse. And we're just going to chop this verse up for a minute, and we're going to get out of here. Um, Johnson Boys, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the word today. I thank you, Father God, that all hearts are clear, that our mind are open, our mind is open to receive, and that the same mind in Jesus Christ is in all of us. Lord God, do a new thing in us. Woo! Lord God, do a new thing in us. Give us fresh perspective. Woo! My God, give us wisdom. Give us knowledge. Give us discernment. Give us understanding. Give us strength to walk away from things that we may not even know we need to walk away from. Lord God, um, put a new woo, mind in us, the same mind that's in Christ Jesus. Give us fresh vision. Do not allow us to continue to be in old processes, in old ways. Reveal to us um, the new you, the new us in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want you to stay, stay connected for just a second. Our scripture today is 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Come on, 2, 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, right? So I want I want us to go there. And I'm going to back up maybe to the 16th verse, right? Um, and this is this is Paul. And Paul is in writing, has written, right, that Christ's death has changed us. Woo! Come on. Y'all got to trek with me for a second. Y'all got to ride with me on this. Christ has written. This is Paul writing. He's writing. He's talking to the church Corinth. And he's saying, the death of Christ changed you. Woo! Come on, y'all. So put that in your comments. The death of Christ changed me. Come on, y'all. The death of the death of Christ, that the death of Christ changed me, right? The death of Christ changed me. And I'm gonna actually back up to um, I'm gonna do the 12th verse. It says, We are not commending ourselves to you again, but giving you an opportunity to be proud of us so that you may have a reply for those who take pride in outward appearance rather in their heart. He was dealing with people who were stuck in outward appearance, right? For we are out of our mind. Remember when David was being selected and God was saying, hey, you look at um, the outward, but I'm looking at a person's heart. Can I tell you something? God is looking for uh, your heart. God is looking at the condition of your heart, your, the motives of your heart, and the way that you love. Woo! So the death of Christ changed you. The death of Christ changed you. The death of Christ did something new for you. So 13th verse, it says, for we, if we are out of our mind, it is for God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. Woo! See, the ways of the kingdom will never, ever, ever, 
ever, ever make sense to the flesh. The ways of the... The ways of the kingdom, the ways that God can reroute you, the ways that God can take um, nothing and make it something, the way that God can take, like, tell the widow to get some oil, right, and to trust that our vessels will never run dry, the way that God can take a little piece of cake and multiply the rest of your life, the way that God can take a seed that you sow and change the rest of your life, the way that God can take your obedience and multiply and increase you the way that when God is telling you to sit still and everybody else is moving, but you make the decision to sit still because at the right time and the proper time, he's going to release you, Tremaine. At the right time and the proper time, Julia, he's going to disconnect you from what you need to be disconnected from so that he can properly plug you in to what you need to be plugged into. So for for if we are out of our mind, it's for God. <laughs> for if we are out of our mind, it is for God. If we are in our right mind, it's for you. I was um, y'all got on a two, I got on a jacket with a tule today. <laughs> I got a jacket on with a tule today. Um, I gotta go speak somewhere afterwards, but this is what I wanted to wear today. After I turned 49, and I promise y'all, I don't think I'm getting ready to go nowhere, but for some reason. After I turned 49, I became so aware and precious of how precious time is. And I just made a decision that um, I wasn't going to wait to a moment to live, right? I wasn't going to wait to a moment to live. And what God had been dealing with me about lately was how validation was a problem for many of us. Ooh, come on. Come on. We're going to eat this this morning. How validation, I was talking to a very, very dear friend of mine last night, and he was like, validation is probably 75% of the world's problem, right? I was having a gun. So when I'm looking for validation, what I'm looking for is the validity. I'm looking for soundness. I'm looking for approval. And let me tell you something. I got to be careful. We got to be careful with this. Because sometimes when we are so busy trying to prove to people that we don't need validation, we'll even do the opposite of steal what's not God's best or not God's very best. So when I got up this morning, I got on my ripped jeans, I got my Adidas, uh, and I put on my jacket. It's a jacket that's connected to a tule. And I put on my jacket and I connected to the tule. And the Lord just said, why not? Like, why, like, why not? Like, why not dress up today? Or why not look like this today? And the only reason that you would not walk in this is if you were looking for your validity or your validation in someone else, that someone told you there's a specific place and time that you can only dress up, right? That someone told you it's only a specific place and time that you put your makeup on. We have been conditioned to live a life that is pleasing to others. And here is Paul saying, for the love of Christ compels us, right? Here's God saying, for if we are out of our mind, it is for God. If we are in our right mind, it is for others. If I'm in my right mind, then I'm probably doing it for others. I'm probably still worried about what others are going to say. I'm probably still going to worry about what others are going to think. I'm probably still considering what others are going to say about me when here is here is God validating me. Here is God validating me. And I'm not I'm not valid. Y'all wanted my coffee. Hold on. Because mm. I ain't had coffee in seven days. I want I wanted 
I wanted uh because Cynthia said she don't care if she's not going nowhere or not, she's gonna put on her eyeliner. Me too, Cynthia. I'm the same way. I ain't got people will call me and say, Why are you dressed up? No, today I just woke up and decided I wanted to look pretty. <laughs> and I get to make the decision that if I want to look pretty daily, and for somebody else, it may be doing too much. But how I got to this point was because I had to begin to recognize that God wrote a story. Psalms 139, 16. God wrote a book about me. God has a story. God had already written me into the fabric of this world and this life and everything that had happened to me um, before my life with Christ is irrelevant. I'm going to say it one more time. Everything that happened to me before my life with Christ is irrelevant. And I'm going to even do it better. Everything that happened to me, right, that happened to me up until the point that I got revelation, that I was a new creature, is irrelevant. Everything, every, every, everything, everything. So I'm not doing trends. I'm not doing culture. I'm doing LMJ. <laughs> And I'm doing LMJ based on the LMJ that God has shown me. It is time for do for you to do you based on how God, not you, how God show. Because if we don't, if we don't, Julia, um, do it according to what God shows us, we'll be caught up into some ridiculous things. Come on, come on, Malisha, teach me how to be authentically me. Can I tell you something? When you walk in the authenticity of who you are, it, come on, this is the lesson. It will draw a particular sound. It will draw a particular, it'll just, it'll draw a particular thing to you. Yeah, come on, Mary, just being, right? That's my whole hashtag, just being LMJ. Like just being LMJ, not getting dressed, thinking who's going to look at me, who's going to approve me, who's going to share my picture, who's going to like, who's going to, no, I'm in this zone where God has impressed an image of who I am in my head. And it has absolutely nothing to do with my outward appearance. It's the joy of the Lord coming through and it just tends to show up externally. Come on. So this is what he says. He says, well, the love of Christ compels us. And since we have reached out in the conclusion, if one died for all, come on, y'all. If one, stick with me for a second. If one died for all, oh my God, I love you, Lord. <laughs> if one died for all, so that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for the one who died for them and raised, I'm no longer living for myself. When I get revelation, I'm living for Jesus. My, I'm living for Jesus. I'm no longer living for myself. I'm living for the Lord, right? So from now on then, we do not know anyone from a worldly perspective. Lord, let me disconnect from the worldly perspective of who I thought I was. I love that. Patricia said, Patricia Taylor, right? Right? So let me disconnect from the worldly perspective. Yes, Carlos. Lord, teach me how to be me. Let me teach, let me disconnect from the worldly perspective, even if we have known Christ from a worldly perspective. Yet now we no longer know him in this way. Woo! 
Breathe in, out. Even if you've been in church your whole life, you still may have the wrong vision inside. So here it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. See, the new has come. Come on. See, the new has come. When you receive Jesus Christ, you are something totally different. You are something totally different different. We're in 2 Corinthians 5, uh, Malisha. We're sec you are something totally different. So then my credit to who I am is never to me. My credit to who I am is in Christ Jesus. Because one, I died when he came in. All the old me, all the old nature, of the old places died. So I'm not going to give myself permission any longer and say, well, this is just the way I am. Because when I am in Christ Jesus, I am forever evolving and ever changing. Why? Because Philippians 1 and 6 mind tells me without a doubt that the Lord will finish and complete me. So as I trust him more, Jordan, and I um, experience him more, and I'm coming to more revelation, George, about who Christ is, not who Lakeisha is. As I come into more revelation about who Christ is, when I really understand the sins are wiped away, when I really understand the that my past doesn't matter anymore, then anything connected to the old me never existed. It, it doesn't exist. So my identity changes from the fallen version of myself. Ooh, come on, y'all. My identity changes from the fallen version of myself, Quita, to the new version of me. I am no longer the person that I used to be. I am associated now with the righteousness of Christ. That is who I am. Before whoever I was, it isn't even recoverable. Whoever I was isn't even recoverable. Woo! When you get an understanding that your righteousness locked, the old you dead. The old, the old you is, it's not even recoverable. You cannot you cannot take your mainframe and take it and say, hey, when you accepted Jesus Christ, all of that is like was wiped out. It's not even recoverable. It's not even that the, the Lord is not even looking. He doesn't even see you that way anymore. The Lord um, is not counting you that way. It's not even recoverable. So I got to give you something else. The old is gone. So can I tell you what else leaves? <laughs> Old dreams, old ideas, old agendas, and old purposes have failed to cease. Woo! Old dreams, old ideas, old agendas, and old purposes have ceased. And what you are replaced by 
It's new ideas, new agendas, new purposes, and who God has called you to be. When I I told y'all, that's why it's important to go, those that knew Christ from a worldly perspective. I was in church all my life. I had no idea I was called to preach. I knew the Lord was calling me to something greater than myself, but I thought I was supposed to be famous for me. <laughs> thought I was supposed to be important for me. And when I got really revelation of what righteousness was doing and how God was reworking and reframing and rerouting and restructuring my mindset, right? Right? Then the value of what I even put into who I thought I was. Y'all got a bachelor's degree. I got a master's degree. I got 90 hours to a PhD. I done did certifications programs, all of that other stuff. All of that stuff, when I got revelation of my righteousness, became null and void and meant nothing because I had to realign myself with purpose. I taught at the University of Arkansas at Little Rock. I taught at the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff. The favor of God rested on my life in those seasons. But I was married to an image of who I thought Lakeisha was based on the old me, based on the old me. And I have had to realize, I have had to realize even now there are still some old processes and some old thoughts that um, really don't even need to exist in my new season. So one of my friends challenged me. I'm going to help y'all. He said to me, we were just talking about dating and marriage. He said, I need you to do me one favor. I need you to make sure that you're not looking, and I'm not looking, but y'all get what I'm saying, that you're not looking for someone based on the old version of you. Because if you're looking for someone based on the old version of you, then what's going to happen is, you're going to miss out on who you're supposed to be with because you still tapped into the old version of you and you think the man you need is based on the old version of you. So <laughs> I'm saying to you, make sure nothing that you are tied to or are doing is tied to the old version of you. Make sure that you are not just accepting anything because it's tied to the old version of you. <laughs> Make sure, and I'm going to tell you something, this going to be so hard for some of y'all when you are evolving into a space and your spouse or your girls or your friends or your mom and them may not be evolving. Stay the course. Stay the course. Stay the course. Get into the new circles, get into new friendships, get into new places, right? Because what Christ called you to was completely new. You might be holding on to something based on the old version of you. You might be doing something, Makisha, based on the old version of you. Your old humanity is gone. The old weight of the law is gone. Christ is the new covenant. So Jesus brings you into all things new. You need to stay the course, but you got to make sure, you got to make sure. This is not for you to judge anybody else. 
you got to make sure that you are on the path that is the new you and that you are not doing the path that's the old you. You are an ambassador. You are an official representative. And we are called to speak and to make impact in this foreign land, which is this world. Oh, my God. God wants everyone to be saved through the knowledge. That's what Paul was talking to them about, right? So he makes the appeal to others through us, right? Well, when you confuse and you don't know who you are, how are you going to bring somebody else with you? How, how are you going to bring, because you ain't here for your benefit. You ain't here for your glory. You ain't here for your shine. You ain't here for your hustle. You ain't here for your blow up. You are here for the glory of God. You are here as an ambassador. You have an agenda that's God's agenda. So you might want to ask God this morning, because he already wrote the story. But in my mind, Lord, I need you to rewrite the story because I may be living in some old processes that I need to disconnect from. Remember, old wine, new skin, right? When you put new wine in old skin, new wine ferments, right? It has to ferment. It has to do what it needs to do to become good wine. Well, old skins don't have the capacity to hold the new wine. A lot of times, even religiously, we are holding to processes, to ways of thinking, to ways of doing. We, some of y'all don't even realize that y'all are married to a vision that somebody else wrote for you. Some of y'all don't even realize that you are married to a vision that your trauma wrote for you. So you operate in a limited capacity of what God can do for you because trauma already told you. Trauma told you, I can't just, I'm going to hurt me. I said something one day, this is the old me, this is not the new me. I made a statement one day and I was, I don't know why I said this. And I was like, I was like, I don't know. I don't know that I could ever be married to like somebody famous or to a basketball player or to something. And it was a good, a good guy friend of mine. He said, why not? He said, you that quality of woman. Like, why couldn't you? be married to, and we don't point on positions, but why couldn't you be? And I had to think, I was thinking from the old me. I was thinking from the me um, that was wounded. I was thinking from the me that thought, because I have five kids, nobody would want to marry me. I was thinking from the me that thought because I had tattoos, I couldn't go into certain places and preach. I was thinking from the me that thought um, because I did life a little bit differently that God couldn't use me effectively. I was thinking from that me. And when you think from that you, you are married to visions and processes that belong with the old you. And what's gonna happen is the inner you will always come into a place and a space where it'll never be, you'll never be satisfied the inner you will always come into a space and a place where you'll never be content because you have signed off on the old you and are married to the old you and are comfort comforted and conditioned to live in the old you. And there is a whole new you in Christ that is trying to evolve, that is trying to develop, that is trying to come forth. 
but because you have conditioned your mindset that this is the only capacity that I can go to. Maybe someone told it to you that way. Maybe you reconstructed your own way of thinking. Maybe trauma has told you this is your capacity. But when you are in Christ and you are in covenant with Christ Jesus, right? No matter what, the new you, right? The new, the new you, the old you does not exist. And the new you needs to come forth. Woo! Can we write that in our comments? The Lord, let the new me come forth. Can we put that in our comments? Lord, let, let the new, can you put that in your notes? Lord, let the new me come forth, right? Uh, my sister on Instagram said, deliver me from thinking from the wounded me. Woo! Like, don't let me think from the traumatic, wounded me any longer. Can't, come on, George. George said, cancel the old me and bring on the new me. And don't try to live in a twisted perspective. You know, Lord, let the new me come forth. There's a new you that has to come forth. There's a new pro there's a new process. There's a new way to handle life. And can I tell y'all something? I'm gonna help y'all with something. I need to help you with this. Because you see people around you successful. In any kind of way, does not mean that's the lifestyle or process you are to attach yourself to, to become successful. Let Jesus be the role model. <laughs> Let Jesus be the role model. Seek the kingdom first and everything else will come out. It don't, Shaman, it don't mean it's all good. Don't, it don't mean it's all good. It don't, Lord, condition us to not compare ourselves to anyone else. Lord, condition us not to compare ourselves to anyone else. Lord, condition us to have, to seek you for who we are. Lord, let us be vibrant. Let us be bold. Woo! Drive out all the anxiety and fear that we have needed for so long to be validated by others. Break up anything in us, any strongholds, any soul ties in which we have been married to things that do not give you glory. Give us the strength to walk away from relationships, from processes, from organizations, from, um, my God, even living spaces that remind us of the old us. I want to share something, share this with you, and we out. So when Jermaine, my late husband, died, um, we were living in the house that he grew up in, and I had made a commitment to him that I would raise the kids in the house. When I made the commitment to him that I would raise his kids in that house, I was thinking from a very, of uh, the position of a traumatized widow. I was thinking from the position of a widow who thought her life um, was really kind of over because her husband had died. So I made commitments and promises that I never should have made. Some of us have swore by things for ourselves and we have been married to those things for so long that we don't even know we need to release those things. Well, the Lord has started dealing with me about needing to move and that if I that while I was there, I had to do two things. I had to release an organization and 
I had to move and the Lord has started and I didn't even really have nowhere to move. And the Lord has started dealing with me about moving. And as he started dealing with me about moving, um, I was, I was out boy and Judah was upset. He was like, I've never lived anywhere else. But God was saying to me that if you don't come out of this space or this place, y'all are never going to heal because everything in this house is reminding you of him. So I had to make a big girl decision, put my faith and trust in what God was saying, let go of this house so that we can heal. As soon as we shifted positions, it's like life came forth. As soon as we shifted positions, it's like life came forth. The boys begin to breathe. Uh, my sons could come home. But as long as we were married to the place where the pain was, as long as we were married to the place where the pain was, there was no healing, there was no growth, there was not, there was not. So I had to release, I had to release those things. I had to get rid of things. I had to let go of some of his stuff so that I could heal, so that I could grow, and so that I could move on. I had swore by some things that I had never swore. We, we swear by stuff to people. We swear by stuff. I had swore by some things that had nothing to do with my future. We will swear by some things that have nothing to do with our future, limiting the capacity for God to be able to move in our life because we're married to something. We don't, you'll swear by some relationships that God has been trying to get you to let go of that are really hindering your blessings because God can't bless you because of the people tied to you ain't right. I know I don't want to be one of you. I'm sorry. So that's it. Is that it, Holy Spirit? So I just wanted to share that part of my testimony that I had to shift my perspective and let go of some stuff so that I could walk into the stuff that I needed to walk into. Make sure you ain't married to no old processes. <laughs> make sure you ain't doing something based on what God told you in one season and you in another season. Or make sure you ain't signed off on no stuff because of your bleeding heart compelled you to go a certain way. All right. Woo! Two things. If the Lord places it on your heart to partner with this ministry, one of the things I always say is um, we sow where we grow. Go over to the website, lmjministries.org, and you can give there. Don't forget, we got Feed the Streets the last of this month where we'll come together and do all these meal kits, um, right, um, for our neighborhood, for our community. We serve Jew Projects. We serve the band. Um, we serve Flint Global. So don't don't forget about Feed the Streets. Don't forget, you can give on website, lmjministries.org. My second thing is, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ, I know, Nisi, it is deep. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ, um, as Lord and Savior, then this is where we at. Um, this is what changed my life. It was Jesus. He disrupted my process and brought me into the new version of myself. That's the same for you. Repeat after me. Dear Jesus, thank you for that, Courtney. It is a blessing to be a blessing. Um, dear Jesus, um, I'm in need of a Savior. I'm asking you to come into my heart to take away my sins. I promise to love and follow you best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If you prayed that prayer, send us an email, info at justbeinglmj.com. 
you can contact us on lmjministries.org. And Sharana, you actually, Sharana, you actually right. The process started once we were able to move from what we thought was important. The process started for healing. I love you. God loves you. Thank you for that, Julia. God loves you. I love you. God loves you. I love you. God love you. The Shannon, that's powerful. Don't let me get caught up in the process of yesterday. More than anything, God loves you. Hey, do me a favor. I hear you, Holy Spirit. Copy this link to this devotional and send it to like five friends. Just copy the link. Text them. Say, hey, I want you to hear this today. We don't want nobody stuck. We don't want, to, we don't, we don't want nobody stuck. Nobody to be stuck. We want nobody stuck. Share it to them. Nobody, nobody stuck. And I'll see y'all back in the morning, 6 a.m. We'll be here together. I love you. God loves you. Yeah, come on, drop it on them, Nisi. I love you. God loves you. Go be loved today. Um, let love be the center of everything you do. Why? Because it's kingdom, baby. Love, peace, and blessings. Thank you, Lord. Woo! Thank <laughs> you.